0: Welcome to the Koi Pond and Water Garden Podcast, a podcast for the aquatically obsessed, with your host, Mike Gannon, the pond hunter, in pursuit of all things aquatic, bringing you Koi Pond and Water Garden advice, straight from the field. The show starts now. All right. All right. What's happening, everybody? Hey, hi, hi, hey. Welcome to the Koi Pond Water Garden Podcast, a podcast in the pursuit of all things aquatic. Koi ponds, water gardens, anything aquatic, it's all good. I'm your host, Mike Gannon. I'm a pond professional of 25 years, bringing you my experience Straight from the field. I share with you the best information I can about anything pond related and I base that information I share with you on my direct experiences. If it's not coming from me, then I'll have another expert on this show to give you the good news. So welcome everybody. This is episode 77 and it is brought to you by That Pond Place. That Pond Place is a koi pond, water garden, and water feature destination located in the beautiful Highlands of New Jersey, in Stewartsville, at 2656 Route 57, Stewartsville, New Jersey. That pond place has beautiful aquatic plants, a huge selection of aquatic uh, fish, aquatic fish. Come on, of koi, koi fish, goldfish, you name it, pond fish. How about that? That pond place is a destination location, absolutely beautiful for all your pond supplies, everything you need. I mean, really beautiful aquatic plants, beautiful fish, all the things that you need, whether it's water treatments or equipment or fish food, whatever it is, even some really cool decor and art pieces and some quirky stuff there at that pond place. So go and check it out, 2656 Route 57. Stewartsville, New Jersey, 908-329-6176, That Pond Place. I've been doing a run of podcasts here on the Koi Pond Water Garden podcast that are intended, and in, my intention is towards the conservation aspects of pond keeping. And each podcast is focusing on a particular set of critters. And the topic of this particular podcast, I've been batting around for a while and finally put it together. What the heck was that? And finally got everything put together for you um batting around <laughs> clever. Um in this episode we're flying high. And I do emphasize high with the bats, batty bats. No 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 bats and ponds. So yeah. Uh, We're going to cover bats, bats and your backyard pond. I plan to argue why ponds are a critical tool in bat conservation. So let's get into it. Um, Bats, I feel, are a really misunderstood creature. Um, One of those creatures that some find beauty in and some are stricken with fear. Bats have been deep within the human psyche since antiquity. Uh, they're even mentioned in the Bible. Funny enough, uh, when they are mentioned, they are also mentioned along with heron and storks. Water birds. Talked about those before on this show. Bats are mentioned in Deuteronomy 14. In that chapter, some dietary rules are being laid out about what can and cannot be eaten, what is clean and unclean to eat. Among the unclean are bats. So don't eat them. You will make God angry. If you take any away from this podcast, please let it be that you should not eat bats. And look what happened last time someone ate a bat, a worldwide pandemic. I mean, come on, people. Don't eat bats. How about that? <clears throat> look what happened last time. I mean, you know, I say that in jest, you know, kind of. In reality, bats, are eaten in many different cultures, and it's said that they taste like pollo, chicken. In more recent times, bats are still vilified in many ways. And, I mean, we just saw it on a global scale, where bats were blamed for a pandemic. Um, in our collective fascination with bats, it still tends to represent them darkly. We equate them to vampires and the occult. Batman, everybody knows Batman, superhero, but something dark about him, all the same. When I was a kid, uh, I lived in Georgia for a minute, and we had lots of bats there. And the belief among us kids was that if you mess up your hair and whistle loudly, that a bat would fly into your hair to try and make a nest. Now, I was in first grade at the time. It made perfect sense to me. It still does, actually. Um, So anyway, many people don't like bats. They are scary. They are ugly. They want to drink your blood. And then there are those that find beauty in the bats. I do. I think they're super cool. They're dope. Dopey bats. I've actually been trying to establish a bat colony close to my pond. Um, I, what I did was from, uh, oh gosh, it's like the Bat Conservancy or something like that. I got three bat houses. They're like official bat houses. I put them up um, two years ago now, but no one has moved in yet. No bats. There's plenty of vacancy. I got no bats in my belfry, at least taking up residence. I do have bats that come into my yard. um, But I'm using conservation practices to lure them into becoming permanent residents. If you live in the Skylands of New Jersey, if you are – Not from New Jersey, you may be surprised to know that we have some nice mountains in the state, and I live up in them hills. Every year I have bats that come and spend time hunting on my property. The coolest thing that I've witnessed firsthand are these bats using my pond, and it's not like I have a huge pond. It's about, you know, 26 by 12, somewhere around there. I have a sitting area by my pond, and while out there one evening enjoying the wonders of nature, a bat, and maybe maybe two – were skimming my pond. It was awesome. It was like really awesome to see. It was kind of like something I caught out of the corner of my eye, and I'm like, what the heck is that? Uh, But to actually see the bats directly using the pond was very exciting for a guy like me. Uh, I was seeing conservation come to life right before me. So bats are mammals. Bats are the only mammals that are capable of sustained flight and are actually more agile in flight birds with more than, with more than, um, I keep hearing a beep. Are you guys hearing that? With more than 1,300 species of bat, you'll find all sizes and colors. The smallest bat coming in, just over a six-inch wingspan, while the largest bat sports an impressive five-foot wingspan. That's a big bat. That's pretty cool. Um, Keep it pondy. Yeah, I will, I will uh so they have that five foot wingspan and bats are nocturnal i usually see them just after the sun has dipped below the horizon some bats migrate some hibernate in a state of torpor much like our fish you can find bats in caves in trees in buildings and houses they mostly live in colonies some bat colonies being actually very famous and tourist attractions for example down in austin texas where you can catch them swarming out from under the congress street bridge I was lucky enough to catch that display of battiness, and it was amazing to see. Um, or the Bracken Cave, also located in Texas, closer to San Antonio, where something like 15 million bats make their home. Bats eat fruit, insects, and yes, blood too. And rumor has it many of them are blind, but, but they're not completely. Poor vision, perhaps, but not blind. Um, to make up for that highly developed echolocation to expertly harvest even the smallest moth from the sky. Bats also exceed in the mosquito eating department, which is very desirable quality, eating up to their body weight per feeding time. They also devour flies, moths, beetles, termites, bees, caddisfly, and other flies. So why are ponds considered a tool for conservation? How do they connect to bats? Where is that connection point how does a pond, a koi pond, water garden, water feature benefit bats? So conservation is the protection, preservation, management, or restoration of wildlife and natural resources such as forests and water. Through the conservation of biodiversity, the survival of many species and habitats which are threatened due to human activities can be ensured. Other reasons for conserving biodiversity include securing valuable natural resources for future generations, and protecting the well-being of ecosystem functions. And conservation can be broadly categorized into two types. There's in-situ and ex-situ. In-situ deals with naturally occurring habitats, species, ecosystems, and those elements of biodiversity, whereas ex-situ deals more with conservation uh, the elements of biodiversity out of their context of natural habitats. So think about zoos, botanical gardens, arboretums, public aquariums, these type of conservation efforts. That's where ponds come into play. Ponds would be ex situ. When when we're adding ponds into the environment where there wasn't one, um, they'll function very much the same way as a naturally occurring pond. So our constructed backyard koi ponds water gardens are ex situ approach. To conservation where there was once no pond no water source no food source no habitat there now is on my property the bats have found it probably on many other properties where we've built ponds I've been building building ponds for 26 years around the state of New Jersey and elsewhere Um, and I'm sure bats have utilized quite a few of the ponds that we've built my company is called full service aquatics and what we do is we design install Um, We maintain, we provide services for koi ponds, water gardens, water features of all types. We build incredible ponds and water features. As a matter of fact, if you ever want to talk about a project, give me a call, 908-277-6000. Let's talk about it. I don't care where you are. We travel for projects. And my website is fullserviceaquatics.com. So um, anyway, we're based out of New Jersey. And You know, the ponds that we built definitely fit the definition of conservation very well. Ponds are providing much of the criteria, which is food, shelter, water, a place to reproduce. Bats will always make their homes close to a water source. It's a requisite. Any bat colony will have a water source close by, if not immediately available. My pond has become the local watering hole for my local bats. The bats are utilizing our ponds for the water, of course, but also as a food source and hunting ground. A well-located pond will become a critical resource for a myriad of, of species, most of which we never see, but the bats will certainly be beneficiaries. Uh, I will add that I hope your pond does not attract bats that have five-foot spans. That would be scary. I hope you get the cute little bats like I get. In my area of New Jersey, I'm seeing the little brown bats and red bats. There are seven species of bat here in New Jersey, um, but those two are the confirmed sightings that I've seen around my pond, and it's always a treat, except when they dive into my hair and suck the blood out of me. That's not a treat. If you want to learn more about how you can help with conservation effort uh, around our bats, specifically those species, you should check out Bat Conservation International, batcon.org, B-A-T-C-O-N.org. You know, bats can definitely use the help, and having a pond or water garden to add to the conservation of your area is a great and powerful tool that you can easily apply and make part of your life. Not only will it be a conservation effort, you're going to get so much more out of it. You're going to really enjoy having moments with family, friends, friends, Um, around the pond to relax and just enjoy so many different aspects of it. I don't care if you're two years old or 102 years old. There is always something about a pond and water garden and water feature that will appeal to somebody. And that's why I love doing what I do so much with my company, Full Service Aquatics. But in in relation to bats, there's a lot you can do to aid in their conservation, but simply having a pond is a big step. So do it, and good for you, and good for your bats. So listen, thanks for joining me, all of you aquatically obsessed people, for this batty conversation. I'm Mike Gannon, your host. Happy to share this time with you. You can find more content from me on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and the podcast on iTunes blog talk radio or your podcast platform of so i'm very happy to have spent this time with you guys and remember this is brought to you by that pond place that pond place is the destination location for koi ponds water gardens and water features located in beautiful stewartsville new jersey on route 57 2656 route 57 that pond place koi ponds water gardens water features beautiful aquatic plants colorful friendly fish pond supplies and all sorts of great stuff for you pond keeping aquatically obsessed freaky people. So thanks again for joining me. I hope you guys to check out the other podcasts that I've done. I've done a few in this vein of conservation and uh, you guys can take a look back. This is episode 77. You have 76 other episodes full of great information, hours and hours of content on everything pondy for the aquatically obsessed. And again, Thanks so much for joining me, Keep it, me, you Pondy. Guys. I am gonna keep it, Pondy. I'm trying to get through. Got this. waterfall? Uh, yes, I do. So thank you for being here, everybody, and I look to, forward to catching up with you next time, keep right it pond-y. here on. Oh, I will right here on the Koi Pond Water Garden podcast. You have been listening to the Pond Hunter Radio broadcast on Blog Talk Radio with your host Mike Gannon, the Pond Hunter. In the pursuit of all things aquatic, broadcasting Wednesday nights on Blog Talk Radio. The Pond Hunter, keeping it pondy for the aquatically Aquatically obsessed. obsessed. That's right, everybody. Thanks for sticking around. Thanks for checking us out. If you enjoy this podcast, please share it. I would appreciate you doing that, or maybe rate and even comment on it. I'm Mike Gannon, and I will catch you guys next time. Until then, be good to the people around you. Take care of yourself, and enjoy the pond-keeping lifestyle. Peace, everybody.